This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name is John, and I am sitting at the table today with Aaron. First off, Aaron, how are you? Hey, John, I'm doing great today. I'm excited because we have another guest. We do. We have a guest. We're doing another guest today, and I'm very excited to introduce somebody that's a very close personal friend of mine. Today on the podcast, without bearing the lead, I want to say I have with me Wesley Crane. Wes, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing great today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm thrilled to have you here, man. I, I, I love talking to you. I love picking your brain on wrestling and stuff. I've got to see you more or less kind of grow up over the years, I feel like, a little bit. Like, I mean, I saw you when you were very young and just kind of getting involved. So, like, I've definitely gotten to see you grow up. Although now it feels like you're so experienced that it's like you've, you've progressed far beyond where I ever got. So, um, I love, I love, uh, anyway, I'm super thrilled to have you on the podcast today. We got a bunch of things I want to talk about. Um, I'm going to kind of open us up here and then we'll just see where the, uh, where the road takes us. Sure. So, um, anyway, uh, here's kind of what, uh, well, here's just where I'm leaning today. So, let me just get into it. So, um, can you ever have too much of a good thing? You know, wrestling history has shown that although consistency is key, finding unique ways to evolve different characters and angles, storylines, is essential in keeping things fresh, not just for the fans, but for the talent as well. For example, this is just an example. This doesn't necessarily relate to Wes. I just want to throw something out there for the people listening, okay? At the height of his popularity, Stone Cold Steve Austin, if you've ever heard of him, go Google him, turned heel at WrestleMania 17. And in hindsight, most people call that a mistake. Well, a lot of people consider that to be a flub. That's a mistake that that happened. Um, even he himself in interviews has said, yeah, that was kind of a miscall. But to this day, I still hear people saying things like, why did they turn him heel? Why did they turn him heel at WrestleMania? Oh, it was Austin. He was so popular, blah, blah, blah. Why did they turn him heel at that, at that point? And then Austin himself says, I was so popular, and I was making so much money for that company, they would really just do whatever I said, and I wanted to do this. Like, I wanted to turn heel. I wanted to. And the best answer that he has, and I love listening to his podcast because he talks very candidly about stuff like that. He's like, guys, I was bored. I was bored, and I wanted to try something different. And I don't care if I was the hottest thing in the world. I just wanted to try something different. So, I mean, ultimately, it's crazy, right? You got the most popular babyface of all time, you know, arguably. Um, highest moneymaker, you know, of all time. And all of a sudden, boom, he decides to go heel just because he's bored, okay? But that's kind of part of the wrestling business. We do have to try new things, and we have to experiment to get to where maybe we need to be or realize that what we were doing was the right thing, or maybe we need variations of both to get <clears throat> where we need to be, excuse me. But, um, so... Anyway, let me wrap all that up by saying, like, I could go on and on about the reasons surrounding that particular call, but ultimately it came down to his own boredom and his just need to change, all right? The need to change. So I got Wes sitting here with us today, and um, uh, again, this can go anywhere, but I was going to start off by just saying, like, there was, on paper, I mean, you might disagree with me, so like, you, you sure. please fire away, but on paper, there was nothing technically wrong with being, like, a, a fresh, young you know, clean cut baby face named Luke Grayson. Like there's nothing technically wrong with that on paper. You probably could still be doing that to this day. I mean, you probably would have quit wrestling a long time ago if you were still doing that to this day. And that's kind of where we're going with this. But, um, you know, would Luke Grayson ever be stone cold? Probably not. Okay. Who in the hell of one of us is ever going to be stone cold? Right. But, um, you know, um, uh, you made the decision to evolve and that's kind of one of the key points I want to get into today. So like, like I want to talk about when, 
where and how, like, do you make the call to make any transformation whatsoever? You don't just have to jump in there because it may have started before that. So you just tell me, talk to me about, you know, where you're at now and, 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 and how it, you came to the decision of kind of switching gears. So the evolution from Luke Grayson to Wesley Crane was, was an interesting one because mm-hmm. when, anytime you're dealing with evolution mm-hmm. or bettering yourself in any way, yeah. you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be brutally yes honest with yourself it's tough and the switch came when i broke my leg in 2015 right i was sitting at home and i really did reflect i was like nobody cares about anything i'm doing yeah i'm just a a clean cut baby face yeah 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 luke's not even my real name right so (laughs) all right like when when you have people in Mm -hmm. this area who know you by your real name sure and call you by your real name even though right. that's not what you're going by, right. it's just kind of that decision. Yeah. You come to that decision of, you know what, I should just go by my name. Yeah. Because sure. people are calling me that anyway. It's natural. Yeah. Like people are, are kind of, they, they know you as that. You're wrestling in this area. Like they want to call you that. They're kind of, if you get somebody that's not involved with wrestling and then you invite them to a wrestling show and you want them to get excited and stuff and they want to cheer for you. But like, like I mean, like for instance, my mother came to watch me wrestle one time. And mom doesn't really care about wrestling, but she wants to support her kid. And like, so it's like when I'm like going by a different name, it's a weird thing for her. Like she doesn't really get the performance aspect of it. So like for her, it's an unnatural thing. So if you bring in like fans or people that know you personally that maybe not are super hip to wrestling, or maybe they do like wrestling, but it's just a weird thing for them to all of a sudden call you by some random name out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, sure. It was like my parents, um, the, the last time they watched mm-hmm. me wrestle was at OKX when I wrestled okay. you. Yeah. It was also the first time they'd ever seen me wrestle <laughs> as Wesley Crane. That's a, that's a hell of a jumping point for them like there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you talking about this. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a very intense yeah, yeah. one for my mom to watch of course. specifically because, I mean, the tax came out. And she's yeah. like, oh, no. That's and then the barbed wire came out. And she goes, oh, he's going through that. That was a wild night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. As we do. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Um, it's, it's a weird thing when you start bringing those people in. But but what you were just talking about, to go back real quick, you're mm-hmm. talking about being you know being brutally honest with yourself. It's something that I harp on constantly on this podcast and in life, anytime I'm talking to wrestlers. Self-awareness, being self-aware is like a superpower when it comes to really any aspect of life. But hey, we're talking to pro wrestlers, okay? So let's talk about pro wrestling. In pro wrestling, if you can be self-aware enough to the point to where you're like, this ain't working, this is not working, and that might be your name, it might be your music, it might be the colors you're wearing, it might be your finishing move, it might be the fact that I tried barking you know, at a point in my career. I've talked about that on this podcast. Yeah. Um, you have to be brutally self-aware to the point where you're like, you know what, not only is it not working, it sucks, and it's making me dislike what I'm doing. So let's change gears, so let's switch things. So yeah, I mean, so um, tell, me, tell me about it. Tell me about creating a character, uh, if that means Wesley Crane or any aspect of it, maybe the early stages of it. What, t- talk to me about just like creating that persona. Sure. So, um, I mean, kind of coming back to being brutally yeah. honest with yourself. Yeah. Uh, you also, at least in my opinion, mm-hmm. when creating a character, I believe that self-reflection yes. is a big part of it. Sure. Because, I mean, I could go out there and basically be Willy Wonka yeah. as a wrestler. Right. But nobody's going to buy that because right. that's not me. That's not you, yeah. It's not natural at all. Yeah. So when when I was evolving from Luke Grayson, who did all the steampunk stuff, sure. And and at the time, I caught a lot of hell for that because 
about the same time Becky Lynch started doing right, it. Right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, Fun yeah. fact about that was yeah. when her and John Cena had talked around that time, mm-hmm. he straight up told her, he's like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. Who is Becky Lynch? Yeah. <laughs> and she couldn't tell him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, steampunk was just kind of a thing. It, it was wasn't a, really... Nobody's doing it. Right. It's a shtick. Yeah. So, um, sitting at home, broken leg, I go, yeah. man, I have to change everything. Yeah. Starting with my name. So, I went with the name change first. Cool. Got that. But what is this going to be? Yeah. And I remember talking with uh, Kai Faden about it. And he's yeah. like, don't you have a journal that you wrote a bunch of really twisted stuff in? Right. And I said, <laughs> okay. yeah. And he goes, I'm not telling you to go method act because you're in a real bad spot. Right, there, right. But maybe go look at that. Pull from that. Pull from yeah. that. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I did. I took everything in that little right. notebook. And anything you've ever seen me do yeah. has probably come from that. Really? Notebook. Right, right. Or my wife's brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another but, dark place. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. But a lot of uh, self-reflection went in finding who I really am. Right. And uh, and projecting that. Sure. You'll hear, you'll hear that the most successful wrestlers are just those people turned up to eleven. Stitches of their own personality. Right. Yeah. But how do you find? That? Mm-hmm. That's always the problem. Is how do you yeah. find that notch to turn it to eleven? Right. And I found that. You're that person when you're around the people that you love the most. Okay. When you're with your friends, when you're yeah, with yeah. your family, and you're excited. If yeah, yeah. If you and I go on a camping trip, right. And we're stoked about the lake we're going to, or kayaking, or whatever. You and I are going to be that extension yeah. of ourselves. Sure. Yeah, bring yeah. that turned up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring that to. See if you can tap into that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I've seen people struggle right. with that. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy Dean being one of them. Sure. And watching him kind of come into what he is now mm-hmm. has been awesome right watch. right right it's amazing because like I, I um, um, you know him of course uh, Josh Royal a really good friend of mine um, but anyway he's a performer and uh, he ha- he told me for the longest time like his favorite match he's ever had was with Tommy Dean who you just referenced and I still to this day well, of course to this day but I, I tell him I'm like your favorite match was with Tommy when Tommy was like a shell of who he is now. It's like imagine what a what a full blown like you know Super Saiyan evolved Tommy versus you right now would look like. Like that'd be even better. So like that's an amazing thing to see that. But I want to real quick going back to what you were just talking about. Like uh, can reference something that we've discussed in this podcast. But it's been a long time, so let me bring it up again. When I did the the WWE tryout and stuff, they they take you back. You do pre tapes. You do promos and stuff, and they kind of judge you on that. And they ask you to cut a promo. That's all they say. Just go for it. And then they tell you, okay, do it again and with absolutely zero character. Be you. Be be just you grew up in Oklahoma. Just be you. Just be normal. There's nothing to this. It's just you. And it's like, why do they ask you to do something like that? And I, my best, like, my best guess or my best uh, answer to that question would be that sometimes when we live it, when we are inside of something – we don't realize how unique or valuable that could be to a performance aspect or, or to our unlocking our level 11, you know, or if we turn the volume all the way up to 11, like you said. Um, so like, even though like, like, like my real last name is Bloodworth and everyone always tells me like, that's such a cooler name than Cross, which is what I wrestled under. And I'm like, well, I can't see the forest for the trees. I've lived under that name my whole life. So like, it doesn't, it's not cool to me. So of course I want to change my name when I wrestle, but really it's like, man, I wish somebody would have told me that really early, like how much better and how, uh, like I could have used, you know, more blood imagery like I did when I returned that time and whatnot. Like that's the reason behind that. Um, a nod to that. But like, 
That's why they did that in like WWE. They want you to cut a promo as your real personality to see if there's something there, something that was inside your actual real life that now we can maybe pull from and add to the character to create a better version of yourself or enhance it or just abolish that character you had and expand upon something brand new. So uh, I, I, you're, you're totally exactly on track with what I think, which is if you have something like a journal or, or if you just have personal reflections or whatever that you can tap into and pull from, the more unique to yourself and your own personal story that you can be, the better you're going to be and the more you can evolve from that. Because you're evolving in daily life anyway. Absolutely. So like you can bring that to your character. But heck yeah, man. So like, so I mean, this kind of all goes back to that. But like, think about, talk to me about say like, I don't know, establishing your personality. So like you're, you're, even though you're turned up to 11 in the ring, like you're not, you know, like where, where, where does the, you know, and you just told me where you pulled from and stuff. So that might be the answer, but like, like the idea behind Wesley Crane being so, I don't know what you want to call it, demented or, or psychotic or whatever you might be like, how do you establish that kind of personality? And, and where do you think, where do, you know, are you, have you drawn the line somewhere? Do you ever think about like, man, should I turn this up further? Like, just talk to me about stuff like that. I've never, ever had the thought, yeah. at least an active thought, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> of, yeah. should I dial it back? Right, okay, there you I've go. I've yeah, never, yeah. ever right. had a thought of, yeah, yeah. Mom, maybe that's too far. Maybe we should go more. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. let me give you an example. Sure. Uh, when I was working predominantly for MPX, and okay. I was the champion up there, Yeah, yeah. they had the thing where I was doing hardcore every single Week. Wow. Right, right, and right. it was Wesley's way. Like it was yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. as crazy can get. Yeah. And one week, I came to uh, the writer and was like, "Hey, I want to, I want to waterboard this guy." Yeah. And <laughs> as the character, yeah. the character would definitely do that. Like, right. There's no reason he wouldn't. Sure, sure. <laughs> He's gonna get the win. Yeah, yeah. But he was like, "Oh, that's that's too far." It's too much. Too and hard. I'm like, yeah. "What?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're telling me what's too far for me to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, if you ever go watch the match between me and Dexter Hardaway, right? That's the spot where I waterboard him. Mm -hmm. There was no asking. It was just, just we're doing it right then. Yeah. And uh, and the person that told me no was on commentary and was like, "Hey." That doesn't mean anything. Like, yeah, it's the yeah. purge. They're, they're going at it. Yeah. And nothing was ever said. So um, bringing things like that yeah. and dialing things up like that, it, it, becomes one of the, it becomes one of the things that it does take thought. Yeah. Sometimes you're sitting there in complete silence. Right, right. For three and a half hours. I was going to ask you, where does, where does even waterboarding, waterboarding an opponent even come into your brain? Like, where does that, <laughs> like, how do you, I mean, obviously it could have been like, I watched a movie and something, but like, uh, like it's very interesting to me to, to think about. I know the things that I've brought to matches before that people have been like, that's crazy. But I don't think anything I've ever brought has been as unique as like, I'm going to waterboard my opponent. So <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's interesting to me, like to hear about like, where do you even come up with an idea like that? How does that even come into play? But so, sitting alone for three hours, does uh, that do it? Yeah, yeah. Sit, sitting by yourself in <laughs> yeah. silence in a car driving somewhere for three hours. That's whatever, true. Okay. You will yeah. think of so much. You got However, that right. yeah. the thought of waterboarding actually came from my entrance. Okay. Okay. So if you've watched the evolution of my entrance, yes. yeah, it yeah. started yeah. out Talk with about it, yeah. a white creepy like purge mask looking thing gotcha. and underneath that was a fleshy yeah. human face yes yes and uh and i would pull the white mask off and yeah. do the bend back yep. with the flesh In face the corner. on yeah yeah but when you grow out a beard right that mask sits forward a little bit yeah so when you go to spit that water all the water stays in the mask yeah yeah <laughs> and it basically waterboarded me yeah okay. in my entrance and nobody knew i love it yeah, <laughs> so yeah. when i brought the idea of like hey uh what do you think about this yeah <laughs> my opponent was all game yeah 
that brings up a good like um, another thing about. I mean, this is no, this is not so much for for young new wrestlers. So please don't you know remember the everything that we say. Like this is just our opinions and whatnot. So don't take this into the real world and say, oh, John told me to do this. But sure. there's been a lot of times in pro wrestling. And by a lot of times, I'd say more often than not, that I have found that you know it's better to the whole the whole the old adage of um, um, it's better to uh, ask for forgiveness than beg for permission. You know, like you, a lot of times, within reason, yes. I have known in my heart and soul that this is going to add some value to something, and I also know in my heart and soul that if I ask the big boss, he's probably not going to like it yeah. on paper. On paper, but then when it happens in the ring. Thrilled about it, like yeah. loves it. So hope, hopefully, hopefully that hasn't always worked out for me, but it's worked out for me a lot. So I want, I do want people to take away from that because again, I'm not giving you permission to do whatever you want. Wrestlers in the ring, please know that, especially if you're young, or you're just getting started. This is a job. Remember that you're also working for people. Yeah. Remember that too. Um, treat it as such, but also like taking risks is part of this job. I mean, taking a suplex is a risk, right? So remember, every aspect of pro wrestling is risk taking and got to take a risk every once in a while so yep. that's part of it um so talk to me then about um uh i don't know i want to talk about like finding a niche but also like you just talked about mpx putting you in all the hardcore matches you've definitely gotten known on some levels and and many places in my opinion at least for having uh weapons and implements of of torture and destruction so how do you personally feel about about the hardcore matches or the the death matches or whatever I don't know if they'd technically be considered death matches um, stuff like that and how do you feel about it personally and how do you like that it's now associated with you you know and stuff um, like that okay so like my personal feelings about it yeah. are are very mixed yeah there's a side of me that absolutely loves it. sure if I have this weird side of me that yeah. has this pain fetish right, and right, right. I'm out there loving every second of it. I got you yeah yeah there's also a part of me that absolutely hates yeah doing them because when you go out there and yeah. you're me and you are known for something like that right. they're like oh man what's he gonna do this yeah, it's time gonna be it's like oh man i gotta amp it up constantly having to talk yourself yeah so um but overall i i don't have a massive problem with doing it yeah solely because i know that those people that paid 15 20 bucks sure. to come watch me wrestle right they're gonna forget about whatever problems they have going right, on in right. life because they're like oh my god these That's people are nuts about. yeah that's what it's all about. And I, I, I do – so I have a personal fascination with, with stuff like that, with the more extreme stuff, with, the, with even death matches and whatnot to an extent. But I have a, I have a line. So my, and, and it's not a line at, at, you know, whatever, gore or chaos or whatever you want to call it. It's a line at, like, you can tell the difference between a performer that is using that stuff as a crutch, mm-hmm. as an absolute crutch. They have no actual real talent – but they can take a dozen light bulbs to the mouth and be okay. Um, as opposed to someone like you, who I would consider super incredibly talented in every aspect of pro wrestling. And then when you add in the weapons and stuff, it's, it's incredible. It's something brand new, which is kind of like, like having you, um, of people don't know, like Wes was a part of my very last match, bell to bell match. He was a part of that match, a huge part of that match. He was an opponent in that match. And, um, like I knew, I've never really gotten to experiment with crazier stuff like that, and having him there made me want to bring a lot of it more in, and I felt super safe because I knew how talented he was. And so I love seeing talented people implement stuff like that. It makes me super happy. So hearing, you know, hearing that you're and knowing you personally, like I kind of know like how your mind can work and yeah. et cetera. So 
Well, right on, man. Um, as far as like, uh, well, talk to me. Let's let's stay on that topic for one second. Like, sure. how do you uh, have you been a part of those shows that have multiple matches like that? Like multiple matches where stuff's going to be used. Or there's even there's deathmatch shows out there. Yeah, where and it's, I've, and I've it's done top. Those. Okay, yeah. so so talk to me about. Um, I mean, what do you do? What do you do to stay unique in that situation? Like, like how do you how do you keep things fresh if all night long the people are just seeing weapons nonstop? Because weapons are one thing. Yeah. But telling a story with those weapons is completely different. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the night that Dexter and I had our match at the Purge, every single match was hardcore right. okay. death match. There was fire. There was glass. Right. There was all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And we didn't use anything crazier than what you and I used right, right. at OKX. At OKX yeah. And everybody constantly tells me that was the best match of the night. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. the story was told. Right. Um, and uh, I know we were talking about character development sure. earlier and I believe that the way you tell your story mm-hmm. is a big part of your character. Yeah. Um, because you're going to tell a story differently than I would. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and same goes for you know Tommy Dean or Josh Royal. Right. They're going to tell stories in their own way. Right. Um, Finding the way that I told a story took me a long time. Right. Um, and truthfully, I don't think I hit it 100% mm-hmm. until about the last year and a half, two years. Right. Um, when I came back uh, after COVID and all yep. that other stuff, and yep, we yep. did OKX, mm-hmm. it was that night that I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah. I found it. Okay. And um, talk to me about the evolution of finding a way to tell a story. Then, like, sure. let's talk about talk about the ups and downs, and because I know I've struggled personally with that as well. It's it's crazy because like I wrestled, I wrestled from '07 to 2016 pretty regularly. Got patted on the back a lot in this area about how talented I was and how I you know how good I was and all that stuff. And then I quit due to like injury. Came back in 2019 very limited, and in 2019. Very limited is where I was like, man, I think I finally got this. I think I figured this all out. And it's yeah. it's kind of sad because it's like, but now I don't want to do it full time. But I think I figured it out. And like my matches are better and, and all I feel better, like all this stuff. And it's like, man, how are they all telling me I was so good for all those years? And now I figured it out and I've been gone for three years. You know, it's, it was crazy. But so tell me your story about evolving and figuring out how to tell stories in the ring. So uh, when COVID hit, mm-hmm. I was in a very uh, rough place mentally with wrestling. Okay. I didn't want to do it anymore. Gotcha. And, and COVID just made it that much easier for me to leave. It's easy. Yeah, yeah. Because nothing was going. Right. But those, thing, those people that were still going, like MPX and stuff, mm-hmm. really wanted to use me. Right. But they couldn't pay me enough. Yeah. So I couldn't go. Yeah. Um, the, my secret mm-hmm. to finding my uh, brand of storytelling right. did not lie in wrestling. Okay. I stopped watching wrestling completely. Gotcha. I don't watch wrestling now. Okay. I watch a lot of movies though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you go, let's let's use Marvel movies because they're big. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. If you go see a Marvel movie, just did. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like they're still pre- prevalent. Yeah. Pay attention to how they're telling their story. Right. They they grabbed you. You went yeah. and spent money to watch that. Right. So there's something there. Yeah. If you pay attention to how a movie story is told, mm-hmm. you can tell any story you want in wrestling. Right. Because okay. I believe that when you take wrestling out of the equation, it becomes common sense. Really. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It really does. You can't, I mean, you can start a match off, guns blazing, boom, 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 boom. Of course, yeah, yeah. But nobody's going to really care right, right. until you die down and you give them that valley. 
Same thing with a movie. Like, what are we doing here? If yeah. you if you started, I didn't I didn't watch any of the uh, Infinity. I didn't watch any of the Avengers yeah, movies. Yeah. Nothing like that. But if you started um, Infinity War, yeah, with them immediately, just boom, boom, boom on right. Thanos. Like it's right. You're gonna yeah. be like, okay, well, now yeah. what are they gonna do? Sure. Yeah. So if you if you go pay attention to the structure of a movie. Yeah. And you apply that to your matches, even in uh, a six, eight, ten minute match. Yeah, you're gonna do really, really well. I like that. So long as you apply it correctly. Right. Absolutely. No, and that's that's an important thing. And we have another thing in common there because I, I don't really watch that much wrestling now either. And when I was coming back, even in my last little stint, I didn't watch a ton of wrestling. I, I did here and there. I would always watch my favorites, or if somebody sent me a link and was like, "You need to see this match," I'd watch it. But um. I think that that's a great point that if you're like, man, I need to tell a story and um, even if, uh, I mean, get more specific and if we said like, we need to tell a bad guy story where the bad guy wins, there are movies out there that have sad endings, you know, that villainous endings or whatever you want to call it, sad endings. You can research those, look those up. If you're struggling to put together a, a because putting together a match move to move is one thing but when you're thinking about actually laying in the story and the layers to your match it doesn't necessarily like watching a, a match on TV is not necessarily going to tell you the right way to do that I mean not at all honestly like that's yes you're going to be able to plug in like the here's what happens at the beginning and here's the the bump and feed and the comeback and all that stuff like yes okay I get that but if you're trying to tell a story you need to go watch a story not watch a match so finding things like that finding a movie if you're trying to tell a sad story in a, in a match go find a sad movie that kind of applies to that that maybe has you know strong personalities that you can relate to and whatnot and um, see if you can draw some inspiration from that or a book or whatever it might be to help you so um, I think that's a great, great call. Looking at outside inspiration to help you develop a strong story. Um, absolutely. So is that, that's like now you said you feel like you're telling a good story at least for the last year, year and a half or so. Um, um, and you still feel that way today? You're still drawing inspiration from outside things? and Yeah. yeah. Um, for the, so for like the last month or so, mm -hmm. wrestling has been the last thing on my mind. Right. Um, but I did find myself... Uh, this past week, mm -hmm. drawing inspiration from movies. Oh man, that'd be that'd be great. And I mean, right. that would, sure. oh, that would that would take this in a crazy direction, you know. Right. Um, and and my wife was like, you know, you're talking about this yeah, yeah. as if you're yeah. gonna do this this weekend. Yeah, and yeah. I'm yeah. like, I might. Yeah, I might. <laughs> I might. There you go. Absolutely, man. No, yeah. You, you know, I think um, you know, as a fan watching wrestling, of course, the the guys that tell the best stories are the matches you enjoy the mm -hmm. most. Sure. And um, I've dug into storytelling with that. You know, stories have been told for thousands of years, sure. and they all have a very similar plot. All the movies will generally have the same thing. You have yes. a hero that has a problem, yeah. and then you have a villain, usually, that's trying to hinder what's going on. Um, and then you're looking, usually, for the hero to come out on top. I mean, right. you do have those yeah. ones where it doesn't. Uh, the Infinity War, Thanos was more like, the, it, it revolved around him and what he wanted, sure. right? Yeah, Instead yeah. of around what uh, Spider-Man wanted and things like that. Yeah. Sure. But um, I would also suggest, other than watching the movies, if you dig into storytelling, sure. like, like the actual, like, how is the story done, like, the, over the thousands of years that stories right. have been written, like what goes into a story. And that is, uh, uh, there's a guy named uh, Donald Miller, and mm -hmm. he has a business book 
but it, his his theory of marketing right. is all about storytelling, right. and that's something that uh, I think could be really good for you. all No, I think you're right. So, I, I'm absolutely. researching stuff like that about actually writing and telling stories, or even and going back and drawing inspiration from not just movies, but from it, plays and famous things like that, yeah, like yeah. that have been told for centuries. Yeah, like the, I mean, absolutely, it's not a secret. Like you can go out there and find some amazing stories and then apply them to your own craft and to your own um, actual style. For sure, because not every villain has to be the same. Not every villain is gung ho. Not every villain is is dragging weapons or mm-hmm. or stronger than the hero. Like like yeah. you know, Superman's greatest villain was a human. You know, he's just a normal guy like Lex Luthor. Like it's yeah. just a human that has no powers. So you find that you don't always have to be super strong and more powerful. Find different ways to get there and tell that story. I love that theory absolutely. If you have um, some time to go look mm-hmm. at this, uh, yeah. go check out. Uh, the Hero's Journey. It's okay. an approach to storytelling, mm-hmm. and it was first introduced by Joseph Campbell in 1949. Okay. If you want to tell amazing stories and you want to yeah, truly yeah. get a structure down, yeah, go read that. Awesome. I love that. Absolutely. Check that out for sure. I'm going to check it out myself. I love the sound of that for sure. That, that's actually what, uh, that's the book that Donald Miller based a lot of his stuff oh, on. Oh, really? Yeah, so there that is go. perfect. So that that's great. Right two that. people yeah. referencing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. I'll have to check it out myself then. Um, so, we know that we know that storytelling is crucial for pro wrestling, and and I, I mean, even talking about that that last match that you and I had together, like um, on that very same night, there was another match that involved weapons and stuff, and like I I had a sense, and that could have just been my own personal whatever, but I had a sense that that match was far more worried about our match than we were worried about their match interfering. You know yes. what I mean? Because I was so like. Oh, I don't care what they're doing. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Because we have, we know ourselves and we know what story we're trying to tell. And that's really what it's all about. It's not about the moves and, and the action and whatnot. I mean, that plays a huge role. But, like, the story is what people are going to remember. And my approach to most pro wrestling events that I was on, or maybe all that I was on, was that, like, no matter what, when they're driving home at night and the people are remembering that show, I want me to be the first one on their mind. Like, I want them to be like, even if all I did was cut a promo that night, it's be like, man, you remember what that dude said? I, I, that's what I want. I want at least that acknowledgement. Or like, man, that one match was freaking awesome, but do you remember what that guy did? Or what, like, that? that's what I kind of want. I want that acknowledgement. So, I don't know. I, I And telling cookie-cutter stuff over and over and over again doesn't get you that acknowledgement whatsoever. No. That, that's, that's another, like, uh, Bob Evans, who who I've referenced on here, I know you know him, and yeah. he's, a, he's a great teacher and stuff, um, super valuable guy that I recommend following on social media, puts out tons of cool free content all the time. Um, he's often preaching about, like, you know, you have to find that, like, what can you do for them, not what can you just do for yourself, because if you're just good at all the cool moves and stuff, well, so is everyone else. You know what I mean? Like, so is everyone else. But what can you do for me that's unique? What story can you tell that's going to make my fans go, holy crap, I got to be there every time that guy's around because yeah. he's, like, freaking amazing. Like, he, he he's always, you know, they're not going to say he's telling a good story. I mean, if they're yeah. if they're smart wrestling fans, maybe they will. But, like, um, uh, but like they're going to be like, god dang, I remembered everything he did. It was so awesome. That was so cool. I don't know why I loved it so much, but, man, that was a great experience. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what you want. Absolutely. That's, that's the psychology of wrestling right there. And if you're telling a good story, that's how you're going to get over. Absolutely. As a heel or a face, Absolutely. that's how you're getting over. Without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. That's that's the secret to it. It's not the moves. It's not just the action. 
it's the stories that we tell. I do far less moves now than I ever have. Absolutely. That's the same. Those last two years that I did, way less moves than ever before. And that's, that was the secret. That was one of the secrets, at least, to, yeah. to getting there. Because you have more time to tell story in between. Um, All right, guys. That's it for this week. Come back next week for part two of our conversation with Wesley Crane. We're going to dive a little bit into darkness, okay? We're going to talk about Wesley's struggle with mental health and pro wrestling and what he's done to come out on top. See you next week. And uh, as always, thank you for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. And, uh, you know, don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.